Hey, thank you for tuning in to Passion for Purity. This is the podcast for Christian young men who are fighting to have sexual integrity while living in a hypersexualized culture. I'm your host, Wesley Reinhardt, and this is episode 11, entitled The Lethality of Passivity, and it's from Proverbs 7. And it will discuss some more biblical principles regarding our fight against sexual sin. Let's dive in. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, so we'll pick back up in Proverbs 7. I think uh, three or four episodes ago, we did a, an episode on the first several verses of Proverbs 7. And I think it's a critical chapter for every young man to uh, to know and, and think about and dwell on and embrace uh, as he's he's striving for sexual integrity. And uh, if you know the background of it, it's, it's where Solomon is, he's passing on a sexual ethic uh, to a son, and he, he's, he's talking about a young man who goes and finds a prostitute, sleeps with her, but in the end, it causes death. Uh, it, it, it costs him his life. It, it, it takes his life from him. Uh, and he's just, he's warning him, saying, look, uh, this is too high a price to pay, um, so embrace wisdom, embrace understanding. Don't fall into uh, this sexual sin. Um, and really, a lot of Proverbs 1 to 10, those first 10 chapters, uh, the, the sexuality comes up again and again. What you do with your sexual capacity matters. It's important. And, and you have an opportunity to demonstrate wisdom uh, or foolishness. And, and what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the path of life or the path of death? Uh, so it really is critical, um, I, again, for every red-blooded young man to know uh, this, is, this is how and why I'm trying to control uh, my sexual capacity in, in a way that honors God because I fear him. Um, so I'll, I'll start off by reading the first 10 verses, and, and we're just going to do four more today. Um, but uh, Solomon starts off in, in Proverbs 7, verse 1. He says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Uh, keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you're my sister. Call understanding your nearest kin, that, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. So, you know, there's the introduction. That's He's setting up his story, and, and he starts off by saying, Son, I'm begging you, listen to me, and, and hear the life that I am giving you uh, in this wisdom. Okay, well, then these verses that we'll tackle, um, I, obviously the storyline of the chapter, again, is as a young man who goes out in town and, and he walks near the street of a prostitute and then he finds himself making a, a beeline for her house and she comes out and, and catches him and seduces him and says, here's all these reasons that you should come and sleep with me. Uh, there's so much pleasure here and, and the man of the house is away. He's not coming back uh, for a very long time. And and he goes and he sleeps with her. And, and again, uh, Solomon's very clear uh, that this does not end in a good place. Um, it's it's the path of death. Okay, so let's pick up in, in verse 6. All right, Solomon says, For at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice and, and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. Okay, so that's, again, that's the introduction to the story. Um, 
And so just those four verses there, four or five verses, I just want to draw a few uh, observations from them and then hopefully give you some points that you can think about this week uh, as you are, you are fighting sexual sin and, and you are trying to take your God-given sex drive and, and all of your sexual capacities and align them with him and say, God, how can I use all of this in a way that honors you? Whether you're, you're in college, you're single, you're dating, you're married, you're engaged— um, uh, there's something that we can learn here from Proverbs 7. So uh, look at verse 6. For at the window of my house, I looked and, and I saw this scene happening. He says, uh, so he starts off saying, I, I looked out the window and saw this. Now, it becomes pretty clear as you read it that this isn't something that Solomon quite literally was sitting in the living room one day, looks out the window, sees a young man walking in the street, and then he goes towards the prostitute's house. Um, I think the point here. He's saying, this happens a lot. This series of events, it's common. It's too common. Um, it, every young man has to face these choices, and many of them just, just follow the same exact sequence. They take this path. Um, and again, if, if this was an actual real uh, story that he was talking about, it would be pretty sketchy for him to know exactly what they said and, and, and where they went. Um, so again, he's just saying, young man, this happens to a lot of, of young men your age. They, this series of events, they, they choose these, uh, these things and, and, and they, they follow this path, okay? Um, so he says, from my point of view, this is what I see, all right? I saw among the simple, verse 7, I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding. Okay, he, so first he says he's simple. Okay, and and this simple isn't a. <laughs> Sometimes that's a, that's a compliment. This is not a compliment, especially in the context of proverbs. Uh, this is the opposite of wisdom. Okay, it's referring to his lack of ability to to think critically, uh, rather than thinking long term or end result or what's the consequence here. Uh, he's only thinking one step in front of him, like oh I'm going to do this, and and he doesn't think all right what's going to happen as a result. Um, so he's he's simple minded. That's that's the way he thinks. It's only for here and now, never long term. Okay, he says he's simple. He perceived among the youth. So now he adds an age group to him. He's, he's a young man. Again, this is a this is applicable. Then I think if you're in between ten and thirty, you definitely fit. And if if you're a little older than that, yeah, you could probably still take on the uh, still take on the title of young man. But he says among the youths. This kid that I see all too often who doesn't think long term. He's just thinking for for right now. What's what's the next best thing? Um, and, and he says he lacks understanding, devoid of understanding. So he he doesn't he doesn't see it all. He's just not acting with wisdom. He's not acting with experience. Uh, and, and so that's the man that he describes. And and this is the first lesson. Then uh, you have to ask yourself, OK, what am I thinking? What type of young man am I? Am I going after wisdom or am I just living for the here and now? And man, our culture makes it so easy to gratify, you know, instant gratification. That's in all areas of life, not just not just sexually. Um, but do you find yourself just living for the next bit of pleasure, the next hit? Um, or are you thinking long term? How will this affect me and, and others? Uh, so uh, that's the first bit. But verse eight he says, this young man lacks understanding, and I see him passing along the street near her corner. Okay, now listen to this. First, he's passing along the street near her corner, and then he took the path 
to her house. So first he's like he's walking by, but then he makes a direct a direct turn for for the prostitute. Um, and and there's a subtle switch there. Okay, first he's he's being passive. He's he's just going. He's not being intentional about where he's going. Um, and then he gets to this point where he he decides, wait a minute, and he and he makes a definite choice to go to the house of the prostitute. Um, in verse nine, he adds the the time of day. Okay, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Okay, so again, he's painting. He's painting a picture of a story that is so, so common. And, and this was written, you know, around 3,000 years ago. Um, this story is common today. And again, I, I know that Proverbs 7 is about uh, warning the young man that you should be faithful to the wife of your youth and, and you shouldn't be joined to a prostitute. But I think there are plenty of lessons here um, for sexual sin as a whole, not just if you're going and, and sleeping with a woman. And I think the New Testament makes it clear. Uh, a lot of the external commands were moved even more internal. Um you know, you've never killed anyone, but if you hate your brother, you know, that's murder. Uh, you've never slept with a woman, but if you look with lust, uh, that's adultery. So that's why I think there, there are plenty of applications here from Proverbs 7 uh, and to your fight for sexual integrity, whether whether it's pornography or masturbation or, or magazines in the checkout aisle or going too far with your girlfriend um, or, or seeking out a prostitute. OK, we we have a lot to learn from Proverbs 7. OK, so just from those those verses there, those four verses, um, what are some things we could take away? OK, uh, first, you've got to know that you and I are facing a battle that is common to man, especially young men when when the hormones are high. But, you know, this is this is every man's battle. You may have read the books or heard of them. Uh, they were spot on. OK, you're not alone. You and every red blooded male in the last 10,000 years of human history has had this fight. Am I going to take my sexual capacity and honor God with it um, by committing to a, a woman and marrying her and enjoying sex within that covenant until you know death parts us and, and only being faithful to her? Or am I going to take my sexual capacity and, and think what feels good right now and just go for the next step uh, without ever thinking long term or, or about God who gave you the ability to have sex? Okay. Um, so Solomon's description in verse six, for at the window of my house, I looked and I saw this. Um, this happens all the time. Okay, You're not alone and, and struggling or fighting or being tempted. Okay, This is every man's battle. Okay, uh, Number two, be a young man with understanding. All right? Realize the long-term implications of how you handle your, your sex drive. Don't just be living for the next hit of pleasure. Okay, be wise. And and if you're not married, um, this is especially true, although it's true when you're married too, okay? But if you're not married, how you handle your sexuality right now, whether it's masturbation or pornography, um, that will have tremendous effects when you're dating, when you're engaged, when you're married, okay? Uh, you've got to think long term. And and if you really do desire a, a God-honoring marriage, then that should be motivation to fight sexual sin right now. Now, there's a small element where, you know, marriage can really help the fight for, for sexual uh, integrity, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, really, just think long term, okay? 
uh, I, I know this in my own life. I know so many other guys, uh, they see that their sexual failure, it really does affect their wife or their, their fiance. Um, so think long-term, have that understanding. Don't be simple-minded. And, and if you're in a relationship, you know that too. Okay. Uh, you can't simultaneously embrace uh, a sexual indulgence. That's not your wife. Um, and try to embrace your wife for, you know, really any length of time, and it turn out well. Uh, God did not design marriage that way. He didn't design women that way. He didn't design men that way, okay? Um, so think long-term and, and realize, if I, want, if I want a relationship that honors God, if I want to honor God with my life, I can't be living for the next hit. Don't be simple, okay? If you're, you're a young man, okay, uh, but don't lack understanding, Think, think, what are the eternal implications of my actions? Okay. Number three, um, verse nine, it's not a coincidence that he says, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Okay. He, he says, this is in the nighttime. And, and you and I both know that there's something about the cover of darkness that it just makes you feel like um, I'm alone. I can get away with, uh, with a whole lot more right now. Um, and, and so to be very pointed, you have to be wise with your nighttime, okay? And if you are struggling with sexual sin at night, uh, there are a lot of steps that you can take to help fight that, all right? If you're struggling with porn on your phone in your room at night, don't take your phone in your room. It's as simple as that, okay? Uh, don't be up late scrolling. That's, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. Text somebody for accountability before you go to bed or if, if you have a late night. Um, the nighttime is a time where your guard is down, you're physically tired, um, and Satan is, would love to come and tempt and get you to take you know, more than you want. Um, so that's, that's an implication from the passage, right? Be wise with your nighttime. Okay. The last point is, is really connected to the, uh, the nighttime point. All right. Just be intentional about where you are in relation to where you typically fall into sin. Okay. And, and verse eight highlights that about the young man. First, he's, he's just passing along in her section of town. All right. But then he gets to a street corner and, and he goes from being passive to actively pursuing the sin. So he's not being intentional about where he is, and then all of a sudden he finds himself going hardcore uh, after after the prostitute, okay? Um, so again, I tell you, um, you know where you struggle sexually, all right? Whether it's in your bedroom, whether it's in the shower, uh, whether it's with your girlfriend at, at, at your house or at her house or, or at no one's house, you know, somewhere in the car, okay? If you know where you struggle or you're tempted most— don't be in those places passively, okay? Because you know that if you're there for, you know, repeatedly and, and you're not being intentional, sin is going to come. And I, I think we've all been there um, where where you're on your phone and you say, oh, I'm just going to watch some YouTube videos. Uh, and then the YouTube, you're not intentional about what videos keep keep popping up next. And as you're up later and you're not sleeping, okay, uh, the te temptation gets gets louder and harder, okay? So again, I say, be intentional about where you are in relation to where you typically fall into sin. Um, and, and I use the phone illustration, but there are other ways that this is relevant, okay? Know your weak points. And, and yes, these are 
physical lo locations and real times, and don't be unintentionally wandering near those places at those times. Um, now, you might say, okay, I, I'm really struggling watching stuff late at night in my bedroom. Am I not supposed to go into my bedroom? Or, or how can I avoid taking a shower if I'm, uh, I'm struggling with masturbation in the shower, okay? Look, there are still things that you can do. Um, if you need a list, I can give you a few, but there are plenty of ways that you can fight. Uh, text someone. Set an alarm on your phone uh, while you're in the shower or, or, or memorize some, laminate some verses, hang them in the shower and say, I've got to memorize these. Um, there are plenty of fences that you can build. Now, again, I know I know those things I listed are just fences and and none of those are a magic bullet. Um, your relationship with God is, <laughs> is going to be the magic bullet. And then these other strategies should come and help. Um, but again, I think Solomon is warning us if if you know where you are tempted to sin and you're just there just la di da 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 being being passive as all get out you're gonna fall into sin you're gonna make that choice okay be purposeful in your fight against the sin if you're passive it will invariably lead to sin passivity is lethal so fight with intentionality all right, let me close by reading the first two verses of Proverbs 7 again. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commands with you. Here's the part. Keep my commands and live. All right, you have the choice between life and death. Are you going to be a man of understanding? Are, are you going to live with intentionality? Or are you just going to live for the next moment? All right, uh, choose life. Keep my commands and live. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Um, I, I apologize that I haven't gotten an episode out in the last two weeks. Uh, a lot of you might know I had a kid uh, just over a month ago, and that's made life pretty hectic. Um, but I've been uh, making slow improvements to the podcast. Uh, we just got onto Apple Podcasts, so now I believe we're on all the major, all the major platforms, um, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, uh, Pocket Casts we just got on, uh, CastBox. Uh, and uh, honestly, if there's one that you normally listen to and you're somehow hearing this, uh, most of the time it's simple to to get a podcast on a new platform. Uh, so shoot me a message, let me know, and, and I'd love to try and work that out. Um, uh, genuinely, thank you guys for listening. I, I hope this episode has been a blessing. I hope you'll fight with intentionality. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep fighting.